You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Torah Sparks. I have a question for you. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood, right? So this is like one of these like nursery rhymes, uh, one of these jokes you might have heard when you were younger. And like you're always like dabbling, like what's the answer? There's always that one guy in the class who always knew the answer and he would say it exact. Yeah, but you know what the real answer to the question is? The real answer is there's a fascinating uh, research done. Um, you know, there was a New York State wildlife expert named Richard Thomas, and he found that a woodchuck could, and not only fat could, but he does, a woodchuck does, in fact, chuck around 35 cubic feet of dirt in the course of digging a burrow. And this guy, uh, Richard Thomas, he reasoned that if a woodchuck could chuck wood, he would chuck an amount equivalent to the weight of the dirt a.k.a. about 700 pounds. you got to imagine what's going on here. We have a little critter. It's not such a big animal, but the way it digs its burrow is just this constant gnawing and this constant chucking at the wood, and it could produce this magnificent, um, I guess in their world, the world of a woodchuck, this masterpiece, an oasis, a home um, for a human, you know, this little thing by the banks of a, of a water. It might not look so fun and dandy, but for the animal that's there, it, it's it's unbelievable but it's just my point is it's amazing um what the small things that we do uh, again not just a woodchuck the small things that we as humans do they go so far um i wanted to tell you this is one of my favorite stories it's a story about steve jobs now let me tell you something if you don't know about steve jobs steve jobs is the founder of apple right steve jobs is no longer alive he died at the age of 56 he started this enterprise this idea this apple corporation which is massive and huge and no pun intended but steve jobs his name he created there's a study done in 2012 where Apple actually did their own study and they found that Steve Jobs essentially created um, more than half a million jobs, which is just kind of interesting because that is that was his name. But anyway, so the point is human beings, by us focusing on small things like a woodchuck, right, we can produce so much. We could produce such great lofty things. The story goes like this, that uh, Vikan Dotra, Vikan Dotra was the man behind Google Plus, and there was this uh, encounter between Steve Jobs and Vic Gondotra. Again, Steve Jobs, the head, the CEO of Apple, and Vic Gondotra, the man behind Google Plus. And the following story actually is written in the NPR News website. Um, but the story goes like this. There was a Sunday morning in 2008. Vic Gondotra, he received a call. Again, he was a, he's a Christian. He was involved in praying during a religious service. And obviously, you know, the phone rang. Obviously, right? Obviously. Obviously, you don't pick up the phone, right? So he didn't pick up the phone. He didn't answer. But you know who was on the other end of the line leaving him a message? It was none other than the big boss, Steve Jobs. Yeah. And Steve Jobs, he left a message saying he had something urgent to discuss. So as soon as Gondotra was done with his religious services, he called Steve back. He said, hey, Steve, this is Vic. I'm so sorry I didn't answer your call. Earlier, I was in the religious services and the caller ID said unknown. So I didn't pick up. And Steve Jobs, again, this is a Muslim in and of itself. Steve Jobs laughed at 
off and he said, Vic, unless the caller ID said God, you should never pick up during services. This is a lesson in its own right. The point of the story is the next part. Steve Jobs said the following. So Vic, we have an urgent issue, one that I need addressed right away. I've already assigned someone from my team to help you, and I hope you can fix this tomorrow. So you could imagine Vic and Dotra is wondering, oh my gosh, what is this big thing? What is this urgent issue that Steve Jobs, the CEO of the Apple, needs from me? What is the big deal? What's the urgent issue? You know what Steve Jobs said? He said, I've been looking at the Google logo on the iPhone, and I'm not happy with the icon. The second O in Google doesn't have the right yellow gradient. It's just wrong, and I'm going to have Greg fix it tomorrow. Is that okay with you? Just take a step back. This is the CEO of Apple we're talking about. You know what's on his mind? He, he is dealing with everything involved in this massive corporation, this massive enterprise, this massive company. And you know what he's bothered by? You know what he's busy with? He, he's bothered by the fact that the yellow O, the second yellow O in the Google logo looks slightly off. The gradient is slightly off. It's the little things. And this is a lesson that Vic and Dotra, he said after. Afterwards, it was a lesson I'll never forget. CEOs should care about details, even shades of yellow, on a Sunday. And the the point of the story is just so it, it's it's this idea of how much chuck in a woodchuck chuck. It's this idea that a woodchuck, if he actually plugs away, he could chuck seven hundred pounds. You don't realize how much you can accomplish by focusing on the small things, which leads us to the parsha v'haya akev tishmeun. Okay. The Torah is telling us, and what will happen is, as a result of your listening to the mitzvos of Hashem, then, etc., then Hashem, the next passage continues, Va'ahevcha, Hashem will love you and bless you, etc. In other words, if we want to gain the love and the blessing of a Kurdish Baruch Hu, you know what we have to do? We have to, we have to live in the realm of Akev and Tishmaun, okay? We have to be able to listen to even the Akev. What is the Akev? You know what Rashi tells us? You know what Rashi tells us? Rashi says, Im hamitzvos kalos dosh of Tishmaun. If the Torah is telling us, if you will heed, if you will listen to even the minor commandments, the smaller mitzvos, which a person usually tends to trample on. Okay, so what Rashi is doing is Rashi looks at the word Akev which means reward, it means because of, it means hearken, it means all these things. But you know what else it means? It means a heel. You know what the heel is? It's the bottom of your foot, right? You've heard the terminology like an Achilles heel, right? Which represents like a weak spot of a human, right? So the heel, the heel represents the what which we trample on, that which is small to an extent, okay? So the Torah is telling us, tishmun, are you going to still adhere and listen to the mitzvos that are small? Are you going to still go with the small things and not just go with the big stuff? Again, you might be wondering, what's the big stuff? What's the small stuff? That's beyond my pay grade. But just from a practical perspective, I think you can understand it from a personalistic vantage point. And what I mean by that is as follows, is that everyone has the, the things in their Yiddishkeit, in their Judaism, that are big, that are, you know, whether it's maybe keeping Shabbos or, or guarding your eyes or um, keeping kashras, like these big things. And then you have smaller things, which, you know, those are the things that are easier for you. You know, you're a morning guy. So for you to get up and go to shul a few minutes early, that's not your, 
that that that's that's one of your easy mitzvahs. That's 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 not so difficult for you. Or maybe you are a night guy, and you know shacharis is a big deal for you. But the nighttime, the mincha, the marv is easy for you. Or maybe you know brachos is very easy for you. You know you always remember to say brachos. But you know what's difficult for you is is remembering to say shema. Uh, I'm just giving an example, but. But the point is that there's, there's big things and there's small things. There's gedolim, there's kitanim, there's mitzvahs that are large and mitzvahs that are small. But if we just focus on the mitzvahs that are large, if we just focus on the big things in life and we never, and we never focus on the small things, then we're missing the big picture. We're missing the overall picture. And the same is true the other way around. If we just focus on the small things and neglect to take care of the big stuff in life, then we're also missing the boat. So there has to be this balance like, like it was pointed out, the word for a measurement is amida, and it's the same word for a trait is also amida, because amida, a measure, a trait has to be in the proper measure. It has to be it, it balanced, like the Rambam famously says. We got to be in the derech mamut, so we got to be balanced, which kind of brings me to an interesting, uh, just pointing it out, that the heel of the human body um, is one of the one of the most crucial parts of the body that help us balance, okay? The, the, it's, the, it's one of the largest bones in the foot. I believe it is the largest bone in the foot. And it helps us balance. And ironically enough, you know what else helps us balance? In the ear, right? We know from science that inside our ear, there's this fluid medium. And that actually helps us. It ha- gives us an equilibrium and it helps us balance. And so it's ironic when you read the Pasuk, Vaya Ekev, Tishmon, we see both of these, Ekev, the heel, and Tishmon, which is hearing, which is like listening, the ears. So it represents this balance of the small things and the big things, the small mitzvahs and the big mitzvahs, and we cannot trample them. Um, we cannot trample on the small ones, like like Rashi says. And, and going back to the story with Steve Jobs, he focused on the second yellow O in Google, how the gradient was slightly off. He focused on the small things, and it's those small things, it's when we focus on those types of things, it helps us become that much bigger. Because real leaders, real big people, real gedolim, they focus on the small things. Yaakov Avinu, right? Yaakov Avinu was known as the man of MS. Titan, MS Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu stood for MS. And what did he do in his life? He went back, we know, and he retrieved the pachim kitanim, the small jugs. Why did he retrieve the small jugs that were on the other side of the river? Because Yaakov Avinu was a man of MS. He was a man of means. He was a man who represented this, this medium, this, this idea of of I'm going to be a balanced person. And it didn't matter. It wasn't just the big things that Yaakov Avinu did. Even the small things he went after, the Pachim Kitanim he went after. You know, the Kliyakar says an absolutely amazing idea. He says, you know, the word Yaakov and Akev is very related. You know, the word Yaakov, when we know back in back in Bereshus already, Yaakov, you know why he's called Yaakov, which means Akev, which means a heel? Because he grabbed onto the heel of his brother Esav. You know why? His brother was going to do that which was not good. He was being mevaze. He was making making light of the bechorah of the first 
firstborn, Esav was making certain mitzvahs small. And you know what Yaakov Avinu did? He grabbed onto the heel. He said, don't be dash ba'akavav. Don't trample on the small things. Don't be bevaza the bechora. These are big things. Yaakov Avinu realized that from Aleph to Tuf, everything was, was huge. Everything was crucial. It's not a coincidence. The word MS, um, which means truthful, is the first letter of the Aleph Beis, the middle letter of the Aleph Beis, the Mem, and the last letter of the Aleph Beis, the Tuf. As opposed to the word Sheker, which means falsehood, which are all located at the end. Again, this is based on a Gemara and Shabbos, actually, but those three letters, Sheker, falsehood, it, they're all located at just one side. They're very, it's very extreme. It's very unbalanced. Not only that, but it stands on the leg of the Kuf. It's very shaky. Unlike the word MS, which is the Aleph and the Mem and a Tuf, it stands so firm. It stands so strong. And this was Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu was a man of NMS. He was a man who understood that it's not just the Aleph. It's not just the, it's not just the Tuf. It's everything in between as well. You see, the word MS is from the beginning to the end. It's Aleph, it's small. Bigamatria Aleph is one. And to the end, tough is Gematria 400. It's big. But Yaakov Avinu, he covered all bases, covered all grounds. It, was, it wasn't just the big things in life. It was also the Pachim Ketanim. It was also the Woodchucks. It was also the second yellow O in Google. And it's when we pick up on these small nuances in our lives that we become so much bigger. Just an idea to close. I was thinking, guys, like, we live in a world that anyone, anyone who's like thinking, like you have to admit, it's pretty chaotic. And like there's, there's, you know, polls have been coming out how people are, are most of the people in the world, they're, they're pessimistic about the way the world's wor- the world is running and the way, the where it's headed. It, it's a scary, we live in a scary, scary times. Um, but, but we cannot forget that in the times before the Mashiach, in the Ikvisa de Mashiach, in the times that, in the, the, that are right before Mashiach, there's going to be this sense of, of unbalancedness, of, of where people are focusing on big things and not small things, or just small things and not big things. And there's not really this overall picture of, of people who are balanced. We live, people are very extreme um, to one side, to the right, or to the left, and it's very hard to find find balance. That's one of the things that we're missing in the world without the Beis HaMikdash. But you know what the Archaim says? The Archaim says the word Ekev, you know what the word Ekev represents? Ikvisa. It represents it, it, in, the, in the end of days by the Ikvisa de Mashiach. Vehaya is a lush the word vahaya, unlike vayahi, which is usually used for a negative, um, like vayahi bimeach hashverosh, vahaya is a positive. It's a lashon, it's a language of simcha. So vahaya, you know where you should be sameach ekev at the end of days, by the ikvisu de meshicha, tishma'un, and you're going to listen. You're going to listen to all the commandments, and again, not just the big stuff, but also the small stuff. Not just the small stuff, but also the big stuff as well. We're going to live balanced lives. How do we do, live balanced? Live because even in a world, despite living in a world that's chaotic where there's so much noise, it's finding the ability to be able to hear, to be able to focus on what our mission is, what our calling is, what our values are, what's important in our lives, to be able to take a step back and then take two steps forward and realize that we live in a world where, yeah, there's so much 
unbalanced and there's so much chaos, but I can find a way to live balanced, to, to be like Yaakov Avinu and to find the small things and the big things, to live a life of MS, to find the yellow O in Google, to be like that woodchuck and pursue the small stuff and create something massive. And it's by doing this and focusing on the small things as well as the big things, we can make this beautiful picture of a balanced life where we are strong and we, we're living with meaning and resoluteness. And we can find a way to instill simcha, even in a life where there's so much negativity being projected and there is so much extremism being projected to the world. We can find a way to be balanced and stay true to our beliefs and our calling and our life's mission. Everyone should have an amazing week.